Hello, 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 what's going on everybody? This is Sydney Smith, the host of this incredible podcast, The Real Queen Sid, and this is episode 257 of The Real Queen Sid Show, and I haven't been on here in a while. I think my last published date was at the beginning of February, and that is just so rude. I'm so sorry. I'm really excited. This is probably one of my favorite trainings uh, that I've ever done, and it's gotten a really, 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 really incredible response, so I'm excited to share it with you guys. I know that it's something you guys will really love, so... We are going to talk about comparison today. So I'm really, really excited because this is like one of probably the biggest things that affects people in business is comparison and comparing themselves to others and all all the time thinking we're not good enough or we're not doing enough or we're not enough or whatever. And so this is going to be my actual tips on how to help yourself with stopping comparison so much. So if you get any value from this, please make sure to screenshot it, share it into your Instagram stories and tag me at the real queen Sid. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this episode. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all and let's get into it. I'm really excited. We're going to talk about comparison. How many of you guys do you, like, you're like, yes, I compare myself to people. Yes. I know that I look at certain people on this team. And the second I said comparison, you're like, I have somebody in my mind. This is the person that I always compare myself to. Right. Or maybe there's somebody on the leaderboard. Maybe there's somebody that like every time they go above you on the leaderboard, you're like, what the hell is happening? I know y'all have it. Okay. Me and Brooke, Thank God me and Brooke became accountability partners because Brooke was that person. We'd go and back and forth all the time where it's like, dang, she's ahead of me. And she goes, dang, you're ahead of me. Uh, And ours is friendly competition. It's not comparison in a toxic way, but a lot of it is comparison in a toxic way. And so that's what I want to talk about today because I think this is something that we all struggle with. And I like to start this out actually by taking you guys back four and a half years ago. Uh, Actually a little bit more than four and a half years ago, probably about five years ago at this point. Five years ago, we were in another company. Uh, We call it Baltimore. We don't talk about that company. But five years ago, we were in another company. And uh, I was kind of just like flailing around in this company. If you guys have ever heard the story of when Megan George came in and really just like wrecked the dynasty and like made everybody start working, uh, wrecked the dynasty in the best way, that is exactly what happened to me in the last company. And so uh, in the last company, I was like kind of flailing around. I was like not really focused. I was not really working on what I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't recruiting. I wasn't selling. I was just kind of coasting and collecting like, I don't know, maybe a $50 paycheck a month because I had a few people under me. Um, And then somebody came in that was placed under me in that team. Now, some of y'all might know her as BA Boss Babe or Brittany Anderson, Uh, but Brittany Anderson came in and she completely wrecked our leg. And some of y'all don't know that she was ever under me, but she was, uh, and it was a placement. She signed with Jesse Lee and Jesse Lee placed her under me, but she was under me in our last company. And I don't like the word under, but you get what I'm saying, right? She came in and completely wrecked the team. I was like, oh crap, I got to (laughs) work. Oh my God, I got to do something. Cause this girl is just really, really showing me up. And that was my first experience with really having a running partner. Uh, And so when we decided to come to uh, prove it with Jesse Lee, when Jesse Lee got terminated, we decided to come to prove it. Her and I were in a, in a chat together and I was like, what do you, what do you think of this? And she's like, um, I think the company is full of crap and I think I want to follow Jesse Lee. And I was like, okay, good. Me too. So we both ended up following Jesse Lee uh, to this company and Jesse Lee asked if we wanted to be stacked again. And we were like, no, no, no. Like, let's just, let's just be running partners. Let's be equals. Let's be, let's not stack each other. So that's why we're not stacked in this company. And so nobody knows that story, actually, I don't think. So we get to this company 
Now I told you at the beginning of this that Brittany was the reason that I started working again. And so Brittany was a lot further developed, a lot further on in life, a lot further uh, in her space, a lot further in her healing journey than I was at the time. And so here's what happened is we both started on day one and Brittany went like this. She shot up, she recruited a ton. She was incredible. I remember there was a time where it was like, okay, Brittany Anderson's at the top of the leaderboard all the time, every day, all the time. She was like the only person that was winning, right? And I was like, oh crap, what's wrong with me? Oh crap, what's wrong with me? We joined on the same day. We were best friends. We were running partners. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. That she was excelling and I wasn't. And does anybody have somebody like this? Like you love them with all your heart. You love that they're winning, but like every time they win, you're like, damn, what's wrong with me? And so for a really long time, I was like, well, I'm never going to be as good as Brittany. Brittany is a better leader. She's a better recruiter. She's a better salesperson. She's better at branding. She's better. She's better. She's better. She's better. She's better. And that's all I told myself for a really, really long time. And it really broke me down because for a long time, all I was doing was looking at what she was doing. Did anybody relate to that? All I was doing was looking at what she was doing. And I know I can tell this story because she already knows this story. And so, uh, all I was doing was looking at what she was doing. I wasn't looking at what I was doing. I wasn't looking at what I was building. I wasn't looking at the team that was following me. I wasn't looking at the people that trusted me with ketones because no matter how many people trusted me with ketones, it wasn't good enough because it wasn't what Brittany was doing. Can anybody relate to that? So I spent a really long time trying to mend this comparison, trying to really figure out like, how could I get to the next level? How could I be better? How could I do better? How could I whatever? And I saw this quote. I've, I've read this to the empire one time um, and it really, really helped me. And I just, I want to tell you this quote before we get too much far into this training. I read a quote that said, if it looks like your peers are excelling and you're staying stagnant, just remember that sometimes while they were having the ability to grow, you were learning how to survive. And so it wasn't until I looked at where I was in my life, and Brittany knows that, that place of my story way better than anybody, even myself. It wasn't until I realized that I was living in a toxic household. I was fighting my recovery every single day. My boyfriend at the time was relapsing literally every other week. I was living in the darkest place that I've ever lived in my entire life, and I wanted to die. Of course, I wasn't doing what Brittany was doing. I didn't mean to make her cry. Sorry. I love you. <laughs> of course I wasn't doing what Brittany was doing. Right. And so it wasn't until I noticed, it wasn't until I realized that why well, I was in a place of surviving. I didn't break Brittany. She's okay. <laughs> I didn't break her. She's all right. She just remembers the darkness, right? She remembers that place that I was in. And so I tell you that story because I think that sometimes you look at people like me and Brittany and you think that we don't have those issues. You think that it's always been friendly competition. You think that we've always, you know, grown together. And even the people that you look up to in this business, even Brittany Anderson, even me, even Brie, even, even whoever you look up to in this business, they're comparing themselves to somebody, I promise you. And they're feeling not good enough. They're feeling not worthy enough because they're comparing themselves to somebody else, right? And so the first thing that I like to tell people when we start with this comparison training is that the only way you're going to get to the next level level is if you figure out your triggers and learn how to work through them. And I say that because 
some people decide that, oh, that triggers me. So I'm going to avoid it. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to step into that space. I'm not going to allow that to trigger me. That's not working through your trigger. I did that for a really, really, really long time. I used to call this like my, my bottle, right? Everything that happened, I would just like shove it down, shove it down, shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. That's why I don't remember a lot of that time that I was just talking about a lot of that darkness. I don't remember it. Cause it was like this bottle. Does anybody have this bottle that you just like shove it down and you put a cap on it and then like you open it up and you shove it down and you put a cap on it. Yeah. That was me for a really long time. Instead of working through my triggers, instead of learning what triggered me and learning how I could work through them, I just shoved it down. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Oh, I wanted to run my car off the road. Not a big deal. No, no worries. Anybody else feel like that? Okay. So if you, and if you don't learn how to work through these triggers and you'll just avoid them, then your work ethic becomes determined by how you feel that day. Please write that down. If you don't learn how to work through your triggers, your work ethic becomes determined by how you feel that day. And feelings are inconsistent. Feelings are inconsistent. That's why I hate the word motivation. Motivation is crap. It's a feeling. Somebody say, how do you say so motivated? I don't. I'm driven, right? And so when you are working, when you are working based on how you're feeling that day, your feelings are inconsistent. Some of y'all, some of y'all are like all over the board, all over the board. One day you're like, I feel amazing. I'm going to do like 97 TikToks and like 33 reels. And like, I'm going to go live and I'm going to do all the things. And then the next day you're like, I feel like crap. I'm going to do nothing. And I'm not even going to show up on social media at all. Right? So feelings are inconsistent showing up. The next thing with, with comparison is just remember that showing up needs to be celebrated. But you need to learn how to show up when you're hurt. Because I can promise you some of my best days, some of my best content, some of my, be some of my most impactful trainings have happened when I showed up hurt. When I showed up, when I was mentally hurting, but I knew I needed to show up for somebody else. Because when you allow yourself to mentally hurt, but still show up for other people, you allow yourself to work through that trauma instead of pushing it down into that glass and putting the lid on it and pushing it down and putting the lid on it. So learn how to show up hurt even when you don't feel like it, even when your day sucks, even when whatever, learn how to show up hurt. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of things that you can do. We're going to get like a little bit more tactical here. I'm going to give you guys a couple of things that you can do to help mute external sources. However, I'm going to tell you right now, the comparison game is inside of you. So there are only two things that you can do to help with external sources. Everything else is going to be internal work. Y'all are going to hate me at the end of this, but let's do it. Okay. So first things first is you need to mute anyone that doesn't make you feel like you are doing enough or like you are good enough. Mute anyone. You don't have to unfollow people on social media. You don't have to be passive aggressive about it. You don't have to unfriend people. There is a mute button for a reason. Mute people that make you that make you feel like you're not doing enough, including your upline. Some of y'all need to hear that, including your upline. Some of you guys get really inspired by Jesse Lee's work ethic. Some of y'all are like, damn, I strive to be that one day. And some of y'all get so discouraged by her work ethic because you never feel like you're doing enough. If that's you, I encourage you to mute her and just go look at her social media when you are in the right place to look at it. You want to catch up on what Jesse Lee's doing? Go catch up on what Jesse Lee's doing. 
But that way you get to allow that into your space. You get to say, I'm in the right mental space for this right now. I'm going to allow myself to go into that space. Did anybody need that permission to mute Jessie Lee? Hopefully she's not on here because she'll be like, that's rude. <laughs> but some of y'all get really discouraged by her work ethic. The other thing with that is like, stop calling Jessie Lee an alien. Please write that down. Stop calling Jessie Lee an alien. It does one of two things. One, it gives you an excuse to not work as hard as she does because, oh, she's an alien. Oh, I could never possibly do that. I did this for a really long time. I literally thought that Jessie Lee's level of success was unattainable so that I didn't even try. And then you look at people like Megan George who busted her ass last, last year and is, as, is neck and neck on the leaderboards with Jessie Lee. So I guess she's not an alien. I guess I just gave myself an excuse not to try. The other thing that it does when you call her an alien is it dehumanizes her. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jessie Lee is very human with very, with, she makes mistakes. She has feelings. She has emotions. She compares herself as well. Don't, de don't dehumanize her. The second thing that you can do to block external sources is uh, if there's a repetitive pattern of someone making you feel less than, and you care about maintaining that relationship, you need to tell them. I'm going to say that again because some of y'all are going to like literally glaze past that because you don't want to do it. You need to tell them. You need to tell them. Hey, when you say this, when you do this, it makes me feel a little bit, you know, like this. When you say this, when you do this, it makes me feel a little bit like this. If you care about maintaining the relationship, you know, one of the scariest conversations that I ever had was with Jesse Lee. I, this was, I don't know, two years ago, two years ago, I think now. Uh, I felt like we had a really, really great personal relationship, but I did not feel like we had a great business relationship. I did not feel like she respected me as a leader. And so I sat her down and I said, this, 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 and this are things that you did that made me feel like I wasn't good enough as a leader. And she started bawling. She's like, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for coming to me and saying this. Thank you for respecting our relationship enough to not let it crumble over something that I didn't even know I was doing. Does that make sense? Thank you for respecting my relationship enough to tell me I was doing something that I didn't even know I was doing. Now y'all, we're still working on this. We're all still working on this. We're all still a work in progress. Sometimes you F up and you don't tell people and then you get down the line and there's resentment built up and then you gotta fix it. But when you learn how to openly communicate with others, you can openly communicate with yourself. Does that make sense? When you learn how, to, like if you are, if you are ballsy enough to say, Jesse Lee, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. You are going to be ballsy enough to say, Sydney, when you do this, it makes you do this. Like I'm a, I will be ballsy enough to communicate with myself if I'm ballsy enough to communicate with her. Yes, it's a different level of self-respect when you have the conversations with others. I love that. So those are the two things that you can do to help mute external sources. You want to learn what you can do to help heal yourself so that you can stop comparing yourself so much. The first thing that I said this, I said this at Empire U, and I think this is probably going to be the most helpful thing that I say all day. And so that's why I say it first as one of the first things to help with yourself is look at the whole person that you're comparing yourself to. Oftentimes when we compare ourselves, we compare ourselves to a really like a, like a, a level of somebody that you put on a pedestal, right? So like we only compare ourselves to the good parts of that person. You're comparing your worst part or maybe your worst 
whatever to the best part of that person that you see, you think is your worst part and you think it's their best part, right? So I'll, I'll use Megan George for an example. Megan George is at the top of the leaderboards all the time, right? And so in January, I worked my ass off. I worked my ass off in January. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting all these new customers. I got like 23 new customers. And I was like, cool, this is awesome. And then I looked at the leaderboard and Megan had like 250 customers or like 300 customers, something ridiculous. And I was like, damn, I suck. And then I went to Jenny's house. And I said, I said, how's your 90 day run going? And she's like, it's going amazing. I have 20, I have 20 new customers. Last month I only had four. I am killing it. I'm doing so amazing. I'm doing incredible. And I was like, I'm an idiot. And she goes, what's going on? I said, I've been sitting here staring at this leaderboard, comparing myself to Megan. When I, what I should have been doing was looking at how I only had four new customers in, in December. And this month I have 23. But sometimes we get so stuck on that one little piece about somebody, right? Like, I love Megan. Believe me, I love Megan. But what I mean by compare yourself to the whole person is that every single person's accomplishments are an accumulation of their experiences, their traumas, their everything they've been through, their growth, everything. Their accomplishments are an accumulation of their entire life. So you can't just swap the fact that Megan's at the top of the leaderboard. You can't just swap your names. You got to swap lives. So if I want Megan's new customers, that means I also need to take her infertility. That means I also need to take the fact that she lives in some cold state up north that I don't want to live in. No, thank you. She doesn't live in Texas. No, thank you. That means I also have to take the fact that she's a straight woman in a, in a marriage. No, thank you. <laughs> right? Like I got to take all of it. I got to take all of it. I don't want all of it. I wouldn't trade lives. And I, the other example that I want to give you is sometimes we look at people that got lucky in this industry. There are people in this industry that get lucky. They recruit two bombs and they go to the top and they're at the top of the leaderboard because they have two really, really powerful legs. And it's really easy to look at that person and say, I wish I had their paycheck. They don't do anything and they get a 50, 60, whatever, thousand dollar paycheck a month. But I can promise you that that person doesn't feel as good about the money that they've earned as you do when you earned it and you worked for it. That person doesn't like themselves. Would you trade that? I'd rather like myself and work my ass off for my money. Right? So allow yourself to really look at the whole person. That's one, the first thing that you can do when you are starting to internally compare. The next thing that you can do is when you're internally comparing is figure out your gift zone. Jesse Lee said this on uh, the training last night, but there's been a lot of shifting going around in the lab. And one of the shifts that happened was I gave up the social media department and I moved into swag. Now I freaking love swag. If you guys like the, what if you fly swag, like I'm really, really proud of that. So I'm obsessed with the swag. <laughs> makes me feel really good. <clears throat> we got on a lab call the other day on Tuesday and Megan was like, okay, uh, so I took over social media and we're going to do this. 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 She's got this whole plan for SPR. SPR is about to be ridiculous. Y'all we're about to take over the world. I'm not even kidding. Now there's two things that could have happened in that. I could have went into a space where I'm like, damn, I suck. Like I really, you know, I've had social media for the last like six months. I haven't done anything with it. I really suck. I'm terrible. Or what I did was I commented in a lab chat and I said, I've never been so happy. I fired myself from something ever in my entire life. Wow. This is incredible. 
because this is what happens when people work in their gift zone. So figure out what your gift zone is. And I promise you, you will excel in your gift zone. The next thing that you can do if you're starting to compare yourself is something that I like to call let the poison speak. And what I mean by let the poison speak is like when you start to have these toxic thoughts and you start to have these thoughts about like, oh, I suck. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever. Like let the poison speak. Figure out like just just take a second to sit in that and like ask yourself, why am I thinking this way? Like what accumulations in my life, what experiences in my life have started to make me feel like just because I didn't run social media the way that Megan did, that I'm not good enough. What are the childhood traumas? What are the things that people have said to you in your life that have led to that accumulation of this unworthiness? And then ask yourself, how long will I receive this as truth? How long will I allow this poison to be truth in my mind? Because every day that I allow this poison to speak, every day that I allow this poison to become truth, I think Rakan was the one who talked about this. A belief is just something that you, like a, what did he say? A, I have the notes in here somewhere. He said a, yeah, belief is just something that you choose is true. So how long am I gonna allow to choose this poison to be true? And then speak up against the poison. At first you'll speak very softly. The poison will come in and say, you're not worthy. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I'm worthy. Yeah, go away poison. But eventually it will come in and you'll see those negative thoughts come in and you'll see those negative patterns come in and you'll be like, no, I know why I'm doing this. This is my childhood trauma right now that's standing up and I'm not gonna let it sit down. And eventually you'll be able to tell the poison to sit down so damn far that you won't believe it anymore. I told you guys on the Empire U stage that my biggest accomplishment in this industry is that I love myself. That's my biggest accomplishment. I don't care about the money. The, the sobriety is really cool too, but like my biggest accomplishment is that I love myself. And that's from years of telling the poison to sit down and allowing a little bit more of myself to peek out and a little bit more of myself to peek out and a little bit more of myself to peek out. The next thing that you wanna do is try on the truth. <clears throat> trying on the truth is pretending like something is true and seeing how you move differently and we kind of talk about this like this is kind of like affirmations but like I've never been really good at affirmations affirmations feel like lies to me uh and I have never been really good at affirmations but trying on the truth is I'll give you an example when um the first time that I really got to spend time in person with Jesse Lee was in um Salt Lake City in Utah when we were in our previous company. We were standing in a room of like 300 people and I walked up to her and I was like, hey, I'm here. Like, it's so good to see you, like all of this. And I walked up to her and she, in a room of 300 people, if you guys have ever talked to Jesse Lee, you know exactly what I'm talking about. In a room of 300 people, she made me feel like I was the only one there. She made me feel like I was the only one there. And so what did I do? I wanted to start making people feel like that. I wanted to make people feel like when they were talking to me, when they were speaking to me, when they were telling me something that was really important, that they felt like they were the only one in the room. So I started trying on the truth. I'm good at making people feel seen. I'm good at making people feel seen. I'm good at making people feel seen. And I started trying it on and I started watching Jessie Lee and seeing what she does. She does this little touch on the arm, right? So I started doing this little touch on the arm. She has impeccable eye contact. So I have impeccable eye contact. You can ask people, they're like, oh my God, it's freaky. 
right? So try on the truth and start seeing how you show up. How do you show up when you make people feel seen? How do you show up when you make people feel like they're the only person in the room? Yeah, see, Bree says, yes, it is. Oh no, Jesse Lee's here. Good, she didn't hear me crap talking her. <laughs> oh, okay. The next thing that you wanna do is you wanna create a tunnel of focus. And this is probably my favorite thing that I've done over the last six months. Busted. <laughs> This is probably my favorite thing that I've done over the last six months. And this is getting very clear on what I want my business to look like, creating this tunnel of focus. And so I want you guys to literally write down, like write down tunnel of focus. And after we get off this call, write this stuff down. What do you want your business to look like? Do you want to build six-figure earners? Do you want to be a customer acquisition hoe? Do you want to be a recruiting superstar? Do you want to have the most fat loss of everybody in all of the customers in the whole empire, like of all your customers combined? Do you want uh, to create a really diverse team? Do you want to create an LGBTQ team? Do you want to create a black team? Do you want to create a women team? Do you want to create a men's team? What do you want your business to look like? The next thing you want to write down is what are your values, right? We know the values of the empire. It's energy, uh, excellence, empathy, and execution. What are your values? They don't have to be the same as the empire. Just in case you guys didn't know that. They don't have to be the same. Write down what your strengths are. What are you really good at? I said this on the Empire U stage as well, but uh, I'm not the top recruiter in the, in the team. I'm not. I don't recruit the biggest volume in people. But I am really good at getting people to go MVP. I am really good at building MVPs. I am really good at signing uh, um, the max kits. And when I do sign people, they're with the max kits. So what are your strengths? And the last thing I want you to write down in this tunnel of focus is what brings you joy? And I say this because sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in like the top and personal volume, right? Or like I said, I use Megan as an example because I know she can take it and I know she knows I love her. But like, it's really easy to get caught up in the fact that Megan has 200 new customers a month and be like, damn, I suck. But when I really look at it, when I really look at what I want my business to look like, I don't want 200 new customers. I don't want to have to handhold 200 new customers. I don't want to do customer Zooms. I don't want to do any of that. That's not my strength. That's not what brings me joy. What brings me joy is bringing people into the business. What brings me joy is helping people hit MVP. What brings me joy is building six-figure earners. What brings me joy is creating safe space for the queer community. That's what brings me joy. So that's what I'm going to focus on. So my tunnel of focus became creating 10 queer six-figure earners. And every single time, every single time that I start to shift my focus and I'm like, oh, they're getting more customers than me. What are they doing? I'm like, no, 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 bring it back. 10 queer six-figure earners. You need recruits. You need to reach the queer community. You need to, you, this is what you need to do. You don't need more customers. You need this, this, this. That tunnel focus allows you to bring yourself back. Right? And so sometimes we end up focusing on the wrong things. So create that tunnel of focus, write down what you want your business to look like. That's super, super, super important. That's your assignment once you get off this call. The next thing that you wanna do is you wanna remember that people only see what you think or people only see what they want you to see. People only see what they want you to see. I remember sitting down on Bree's couch the other day. It was like a couple weeks ago. And she goes, Sydney, branding comes so easily to you. It is so easy for you to brand. You know exactly what to talk about. You know all the topics to talk about. It just comes so easily to you. And I was like, 
<laughs> that's funny. And she goes, what do you mean that's funny? I said, you don't see me in the morning, every morning sitting there before I have ketones, like literally racking my brain half asleep of like, what do I talk about today? I haven't had any ketones. I can't think. You don't see me every single morning. Should I talk about this? Should I talk about this? What do I talk about today? How do I serve this community today? How do I, how do I serve the LGBTQ community today? Every single morning. I try to think of a story or something that will impact the community. She said, what? This doesn't just come naturally to you? I said, no, it's called practice, Brie. She goes, oh, but what you're looking for, you'll find. And so if you think that branding comes easily to me, if you think that I'm somebody that just like magically poof, like wakes up and is, has the most amazing, magical, beautiful brand ever, like, no. But if that's what you think, that's what you'll see. Right? It's the same thing with everything. If you think that, uh, if you think that your champs make, uh, I don't know, $20,000 a month, that's what you'll see. I'm gonna tell you right now, champs don't make $20,000 a month. Pro champs don't even make $20,000 a month. <laughs> but that's what you'll see, right? Some of y'all look at your champs and you're like, damn, they're rolling in the dough. You want to know something? I did my finances the other day. This is extremely personal, but full send, right? This goes back to the comparison. Some of y'all think I make really good money because I drive a Range Rover. I'm paying for a $40,000 wedding. I'm in a $30,000 mastermind. I live in a beautiful house. Um, I have all of these things, right? But I did my finances the other day and my monthly expenses, because I'm still paying $3,500 a month in debt because of my active addiction, my monthly expenses are $9,000. $9,000. That's $3,500 in debt that I pay a month, $2,500 towards my mastermind. So my actual living expenses are only $3,000. If you think that I make, make $9,000 a month, you are wrong. Incorrect. I do with trials, but like I work really hard for that $9,000, right? So just remember what you're looking for, you will see. The next thing with learning, with, uh, learning how not to compare is that when you learn how to not compare yourself to others, it is the same thing as learning how to trust yourself. We compare ourselves to others. David said something funny and I missed it. You expensive girl. <laughs> yeah, active addiction is expensive. That's, that's all I'll say on that. Uh, when you learn how to com not compare yourself to others, you learn how to trust yourself, right? Because when I trust myself, I know that the path that I'm on is correct. When I trust myself, I know that building a brand, it's really, okay, you guys want like real truth. How many of you guys have like, you don't actually eat keto, but you still talk about keto because you know that it builds really quickly. Do you know how many times I tried to like veer away from keto? And then I was like, nope, not getting the customers that I need. So I like went back to keto and then I veered away. And then I was like, nope, not getting the customers that I need. It was because I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust the path that I was on. I didn't trust myself to stay on this path long enough to build a brand without keto. I didn't trust myself. And so now sometimes I compare myself to other people where I'm like, man, they're building so quickly. What do I need to do? No, Sydney, you need to stay focused. You're focused on building six-figure queer, queer six-figure earners. Stay on your own path. I trust that while the way that I'm building might be a little bit slower, it might take a little bit more trust, while it might take a little bit more, uh, it might take a little bit different effort, I can trust that the path is correct, right? And so 
signs that you don't trust yourself are uh, being indecisive, rethinking your choices. How many of you guys like make a decision? You're like, yes, this is the decision. And then somebody says something and you're like, oh crap, maybe I made the wrong decision. I did that. I do that still. Uh, have critical inner, inner voice and you're not comfortable speaking your mind. Those are all signs that you don't trust yourself. But what happens if we don't trust ourselves? We self-sabotage, we experience negative emotions and self-talk. And this is the scariest one of all, is when you don't trust yourself, you end up living someone else's life. It wasn't that long ago that I was living in Maryland. Um, I was in a really, really dark relationship. I wanted to relapse every single day. I was not out of the closet yet. And um, I had no friends and I, well, no friends in Maryland. And I hated myself. That was living someone else's life. That's terrifying to me that I could have lived that for the rest of my life. That is the scariest thing that I have, that I, that's the scariest thought ever in the entire world. So learning how to trust yourself will also learn to make you not compare to other people. And then the last thing that you can do, this is, this is the last internal thing that you can do is set boundaries with others. Some of y'all don't like this one, but you're going to need to do it anyway. Set boundaries with others. As soon as I put myself in charge of deciding how I was going to let people treat me, I started seeing people for who they really were, not just with rose-colored glasses. You start seeing people for their whole selves. Because people that disrespect your boundaries start showing them true, their true selves, right? And so when you start putting yourself in charge of how people will treat you, you stop comparing yourself so much because you don't like, <clears throat> have you ever set a boundary with somebody and they reacted in a way that you were like, damn, that was kind of aggressive. That was kind of rude. That was kind of disrespectful. And you start seeing like a different side of people and it becomes easier not to compare yourself to people when you see a different side of them. Does that make sense? So start setting boundaries with people, start telling people how you would like to be treated and you'll start seeing people for their true, true authentic selves. The people that really respect you, the people that really care about you, the people that really love you and that trust your journey that you're on, they will respect your boundaries.